This is Maddie Wong with um, Three Ball Podcast, and joining me today is I'm Anthony Mano, and I'm Joe Minio. And today they'll be talking about the top ten players in the NBA right now. All right, so starting off with my top ten NBA players, we're gonna start off with number one, the King, LeBron James. He's four-time MVP, three-time NBA champion, and uh, he's a legend. And still, at I think thirty-five or like thirty-six, he's still killing today's league, averaging like. 37 and like 10 like he's he's absolutely killing the league and at 35 that's super impressive never been done before and that's why he sits at number one coming in at number two we have the reigning finals mvp Kawhi leonard this guy's a two-way demon and he can do anything on each side of the floor and uh i don't think there's any other person in the league that can be on top of these two that are currently healthy and then coming in at number three we have Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah, he's amazing, and some people say he's at one. But for me, I want my number one guy to be able to do everything. Giannis lacks a little bit of ball handling, and uh, his IQ definitely needs to raise in order, him, in order for him to be number one. But for now, number three is still an amazing spot to be at. And at number four, we have Anthony Davis, another two-way demon in the league that we have. And uh, this guy can really do everything, and he would be above Giannis, in my opinion, if it wasn't for his health. Uh, he gets injured quite often. That's why he sits at number four, but he's a real stud. And him and LeBron are basically even when it comes to leading the Lakers to their amazing uh, record in the West. And then at five, we have James Harden. Dude averages 35-plus two seasons in a row. I don't think there's any arguing with that. I don't care how he gets those points. People say he travels. It's a way that he does it, and the refs don't call it. He's going to keep on doing whatever works for him. That's crazy impressive that he could still average 35 consistently after that we have Damian Lillard I feel like this guy is super underrated and he's been a MVP caliber player for about the past four to five seasons in my opinion yeah he lacks a little bit of defense but he does try he puts an effort and his offensive versatility is insane the playmake he could score at will he can uh, score in a paint he could score from literally 30 plus feet guy's a monster after that we have Luca. Yeah, he's young, second season. The dude averaged, I think, 29, 9, and 9. That's insane for 21. Yeah, his defense is lackluster, but he gives effort at times. But when it comes to just being a top 10 player and a top 10 talent, Lucas 21 killing the game with 29 a game. Definitely in the top 10. After that, we have Jimmy Butler. I feel like this guy is very slept on. Uh, he's another two-way demon in this league. And he's leading the Heat to a super impressive record that is, like, quietly killing the game. Like, this Jimmy Butler, I think, is averaging maybe 22, I think, 7-6 and six with insane defense leading the Heat to a very good defensive rating. And uh, if I'm starting a team, Jimmy Butler is definitely one of those players I want. Either to start a team or the number two man, either or. He's perfect fit. After that, we have Nikola Jokic. Uh... Yeah, he's not the greatest defender, but when it comes to post scores and like offensive bigs, he's a stud. He averages 20, 10, and like five. One of the best playmaking bigs of all time, if not the best. And uh, he's super easy to build around because of his versatility on the offensive end. And then after that, we have Russell Westbrook, still a top 10 player in this league, and he has been nothing but consistent throughout his whole entire career. And I feel like this Houston organization gave him a big chance to show his potential 
and he's been a lot more efficient this year. I've been known not to be the biggest Russell Westbrook uh, supporter, but I do respect his drive and his commitment to whatever he does. And he's still an insane talent, insane drive, insane worker. And uh, his numbers were, yeah, he's not averaging a triple-double again, but his numbers were still great. And uh, he's been consistent all year. Probably one of the best seasons he's had since his triple-double MVP season. And uh, some notable players that I left off the list because of their health issues was uh, KD. I left off Steph and Kyrie Irving. All three of those could have made the top 10, arguably. I mean, easily Steph and KD. I'm not sure about Kyrie. But uh, the other two, easily top 10. But for now, their health definitely left them off this list. And that's my top 10. Let's hear about Joe's top 10. Okay, thanks, Anthony. Your top 10, I liked your top 10 a lot. All, all players on that list, obviously really good scorers. A lot of them really good defenders. Um, for me, my list is a little bit different. I have Kawhi Leonard at number one. Uh, obviously, he's recognized as the best two-way player in the game. He's now becoming one of the best scorers in the game um, with his ability to shoot the mid-range, fadeaway jumper, shoots the three at a high percentage, um, extremely strong. So he has the ability to get to the rim and draw contact, absorb it, and finish and finish in the paint. So for him, his two-way game, um, coming off that big finals run, run he had with Toronto, a team that probably wouldn't have been a top four seed in the East if he wasn't if he wasn't on that team that year. Um, so definitely, definitely Kawhi at number one. I have LeBron at two, 35 years old and still still averaging almost almost a triple-double, 10, uh, 10 assists a game, 25 points a game, around eight rebounds a game, um, still 50% from the floor, around 35% from three. Um, still a very good defender when he turns it on, um, and he has his Lakers in the first seed in the West. I have uh, James Harden at number three. James is the best scorer in the league right now with his ability to get to the rim at will, his ability to shoot the three, um, his ability to get to the free throw line. Um, no one makes more threes, more twos, and and more four-point plays than James Harden, so which makes him the, the most potent scorer in the league. Um, his defense is getting a little bit better year by year. He averages around almost two steals a game, almost a block a game. Um, he's a pretty good low post defender. Um, obviously, his playmaking skills um, have always been have always been at the top of the league. Very underrated passer. Um, with all of his tools, that makes him a top three player in the league, in my opinion. Number four is Kevin Durant. He hasn't played a game this season, but it's obviously known that there isn't anything he can't do on the basketball court. Shoots shoots the mid range probably better than anyone we've ever seen in the NBA. He shoots the three at a high clip. Um, he's seven foot. He's a seven-footer with a jumper. You can't really guard him. He's ha He has underrated strength. His ability to get to the rim is is pretty underrated. So with, with whole, all of his tools and all of, all of, um, all of the stuff in his skill set, um, it's hard to leave him out of the top five. At number five, I have Steph. Steph's shooting ability, his ball handling, his movement without the ball, and his underrated strength that makes him one of the most deadliest scorers in the league. Um, and he has the ability with with his 
with his shooting and with with all of his 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 other skill sets, um, he could lead he could lead his team from back from a ten point deficit. Um, he could lead his team. He proved he could lead his team to the finals. Um, so for me, for him to be in the in the top five is is pretty easy. Outside of the top five is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, obviously. He's probably second best two-way player in the game behind Kawhi. You can't stop him from getting to the rim. Um, he's a pretty underrated passer for his size. He's a solid ball handler, not a great ball handler, but a solid ball handler. Um, he's led his team to two 60-win seasons now. Well, Bucks were on their way to 60 wins before the pandemic hit. So at number six, I got Giannis. Anthony Davis at number seven. Um, Anthony Davis is leading the Lakers right now in points, rebounds, field goal percentage, um, blocks per game. Um, he leads them in steals. Uh, Anthony Davis has been uh, nothing short of amazing for the Lakers this year. Uh, at, at eight, I got Joel Embiid. Um, Joel Embiid, um, dominant post scorer, great defender. Um, he could shoot from the outside for a big shoots the three, shoots the mid-range, um, impossible to stop from, from getting to the rim because he's so big and strong. So I'll have him at number eight. And then number nine, Damon Lillard. Again, kind of like Steph, ball handling, shooting, ability to get to the rim. All those stuffs makes him one of the most deadliest scorers in the league. So I'll keep him at nine. And then Jimmy Butler leading his Miami Heat team to 40 wins. This year, um, last year they missed the playoffs. They just took they they took um, some pieces out. They added Jimmy. They added Jimmy, and now they were on pace. They were on pace for fifty wins this year. So I have him as at number ten. Thank you guys. That was um really great. Your opinion was really um insightful. But one thing that st- stood out to me, Anthony, was um how you left out Kate, Katie, Kyrie, and Steph Curry um off your list, like. They're great players, and I just can't see them on the top 10, even if they're injury-prone. Yeah, it's not that I left them off because they're injury-prone. I just, you know, it's hard to put players on a list that I haven't seen this season because, again, these are the top 10 players in today's NBA. So if they haven't played a game, I mean, Steph played a little bit, Kyrie played a little bit, but not enough for me to say they led their team to this or they showed that they can be better than the these other top 10 caliber players. Players like... LeBron, who is 35, is leading his Lakers to the number one seed in the West. And guess what? He's 35. He's not injured. A player like Stephen KD, yeah, they're remarkable talents, and they've done amazing things throughout their careers. But this season, they haven't shown that they're a top 10 player. I think these 10 players are easily better than, you know, uh, Steph, KD, and Kyrie Irving. And something I want to ask, Joe, um, you say that the Raptors wouldn't have been in a top four seed without Kawhi last year, yet they were a top four seed this year in the East. I just don't understand that um, you think Kawhi is better than LeBron when LeBron's leading his team to the number one seed in the West. Kawhi leaves the Raptors, and guess what? He goes to the Clippers. The Clippers aren't better than the Lakers. He leaves the Raptors, and the Raptors are still a top seed in the East. I want to get your take on why you still think Kawhi is 
better than LeBron. Well, I just think from from my perspective, I think Kawhi's better than LeBron. They faced three times this year, and uh, Clippers won this that season series two games, two games to one. And right now, the Clippers are holding the second seed in the West, and Paul George has missed games, Kawhi's missed games, Lou Williams has missed games, and they still sit at number two in the West. And uh, for me, just his his scoring ability, um, he can't be guarded one-on-one. I think he's probably their best one-on-one player, fourth best one-on-one player in the game. So his scoring his scoring impact right now, I feel it's, uh, it's a lot greater than LeBron's. I feel like LeBron has to spend a lot more energy to score the basketball. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi can get you a quick bucket with just two dribbles and a, and a, a pull-up mid-range shot. Um, he shoots the three better than LeBron. He shoots the mid-range better than LeBron. He shoots better at the free throw, free throw line than LeBron. Um, the name of the game is is, uh, is who had, which team has more points. And Kawhi, for me, is uh, a guy that could that could definitely help your team outscore the opposition. All right, something else you said was that. Kawhi missed games, Paul George missed games, Lou Wills missed games, and guess what? They're still winning. Now let's say LeBron and Anthony Davis miss games. You think they're still the number one team in the West? I don't think so. I think that they drop if they're doing this because of a load management. I don't think a load management player should be considered number one. They haven't shown their full capacity 82 games a season like a 35-year-old LeBron James has. He's doing this at a remarkable rate. He's playing every single game that he can, and if he misses a game, it's because of an injury, not because he wants to sit out. That's BS. That's a player that I can't put at number one. Yeah, he's an amazing talent, Kawhi, but he's not doing it at a consistent level. He's taking his breaks. He's taking his time, and when he when he is on the floor, yeah, he's killing the game, but LeBron kills the game every single day, and that's something you have to take into consideration and also the fact that he's 35, and he's only gotten better. Yeah, his defense was definitely at his peak in Miami, but he still puts an effort nowadays, and his efficiency has gotten better. His best efficiency season was 2013, but besides that, he shot over 50% every uh, both seasons on the uh, Lakers. And um, his efficiency obviously has gone up. His points has gone up. He leads the league in assists at 35. He sh- he's just showing every year he can add another aspect to his game that makes him better. And I think he blow like... If you're doing tiers, LeBron's in a tier in his own when it comes to today's league. He's tier number one, and then tier number two has players like Kawhi, Giannis, and Anthony Davis. But tier number one, LeBron's by himself. There's not one thing that man cannot do. And I used to not even be, like, a LeBron-like fan. Like, I was like, you know, I I respected him, but I wasn't even, like, I I didn't consider myself a fan because I always loved Melo, and they would always go at each other in Miami Nick days. And obviously I was rooting for my boy Melo, but now with LeBron, like, just watching him grow every single season, dude, he's 35, averaging 25, 7, and 10. Kawhi's probably going to play 40 games in a season because of load management at the age of 35. He has not shown consistency. Yeah, finals MVP, two different teams. That's, again, super impressive. But over a guy that is 35, I don't know, man. Let me ask you something, though. Kawhi, outside of, outside of passing – what what does LeBron do better than Kawhi right now? Um, I think Kawhi's a much better defender than him. I think Kawhi's a, more, a much more talented scorer than him. I mean, the difference is only between one point, but 
I think Kawhi is a much more talented scorer. He shoots better, like I said, from the mid-range, from the three, um, um, from the free throw line. Uh, Kawhi could score on all three levels, and uh, he's probably just as good as a rebounder as LeBron, and he's a much better defender right now. He's nowhere near the passer LeBron is, but outside of that one aspect in his game, what does LeBron do better than him at this point? What LeBron does better is that he leads his team to wins without taking a without taking a seat on the bench. That boy plays every single game. He's probably still a top three athlete in the league at 35. He's more athletic than Kawhi Leonard. You can't even argue that. His vertical is still insane. He can get any shot at will. Yeah, Kawhi may be a more efficient scorer, but that's what players. That's what separates players. LeBron, he can get to the rim at will. No one can stop him. Kawhi can be stopped going to the rim. I can name three players right now. I can name uh, Joel Embiid, Giannis, KD when he's healthy, Anthony Davis. These are players that can stop Kawhi when he's on his way to the basket. You name those players, LeBron's going right at them. And guess what? He's scoring over them. LeBron can draw fouls. And, yeah, his free throw clip isn't that high, but he makes up for it. And he could still average what he averages with a low free throw percentage. Now, let's say LeBron averages 85 from the free throw line like Kawhi. He's probably averaging 34 like James Harden, which is insane. So it shows besides his free throw shooting, LeBron can do anything on the offensive end, literally anything. His rebounding, again, he averages maybe the same amount of rebounds as Kawhi, but guess who he has alongside of him? He has Anthony Davis, who's grabbing every other rebound that LeBron doesn't get. Who does Kawhi have? Thank you. No one. He has Paul George, who averages five on his offseason. He has Montrezl Harrell who's averaging, I think, six or seven off the bench, so he's not playing alongside Kawhi. So there's these players that, you know, are playing alongside LeBron, like Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma's not the best rebounder, but he grabs a couple. And LeBron's playing alongside rebounders. Kawhi's not. And their rebounding numbers are still the same, which shows LeBron, if if LeBron didn't have Anthony Davis and he didn't have these players, he would probably be averaging a triple-double, most likely. And I don't even think numbers are the main definition of a player and what they do. But again, when a player's 35 and you try to compare generation to generation and all you have is numbers, LeBron's numbers stand in a league of their own. When Kawhi, when Kawhi was healthy last year and he was playing for the Raptors, um, you said that LeBron, he leads his team to wins and and that he could he could basically... He could basically take guys, guys off off the street, and make them into make them into solid looking players. Kawhi Kawhi proved he can make he can make the best out of out of what cast he has when he was with that Raptors team last year. Siakam didn't come on till late late during that season. Um, Kyle Lowry's a he's a solid player, but I mean, if he was in the West, I don't think there would be any chance that he'd be an All Star. So. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cons- exactly consider him an all-star caliber player. Um, so Kawhi, he led his team, in my opinion, basically without another all-star. And if that Golden State team was healthy, would they have gotten swept or lost in five? Yeah, but they still faced. They felt they still faced a three-headed monster in the Sixers when that team had Butler, Simmons, and Embiid, and he took them out in seven games, averaging thirty-five points a game in that series. To that, you say what? To that, I say, guess what? In a week east, when, yeah, you have Giannis, 
you have the three-headed monster in Philly. But Giannis is a player who had Chris Middleton next to him. He was doing it basically on his own in, Mo- in Milwaukee. So when you have Kawhi and you have, although you said that he was an all-star caliber player, he's still an all-star in Kyle Lowry. He's still a very good perimeter defender. He's one of the best charge takers in NBA history. So when you have a player like that at point guard running the offense and you have a superstar player in Kawhi and you have an emerging talent in Pascal Siakam and you also have Fred Van Lee, who's a lethal shooter off the bench. You have Norman Powell, who's a great perimeter defender. Danny Green at the time was on that team, great 3 and D player. Um, Serge Ibaka, an elite rim protector. So you have all these assets, and then they go to the finals and versus an injured Warriors, which I'm not going to put anything against that. Steph, he tried to hold his own. He averaged 30 points a game in that final series while getting triple teamed the majority of the time. So, yeah, if, let's say, the Warriors are healthy, I don't think the Raptors win. But, again, we can't go on what ifs. We have to go on what happened. And, yeah, Kawhi did win another ring in Toronto alongside his other ring with San Antonio. So I'm not taking away his talent. I'm just saying when you put it next to LeBron, it shows that what LeBron's doing at 35 is incredible. And the fact that LeBron can still be considered a top two player at 35, I don't think there's been any other player in the league in the last 30 years, which is like insane, like that have been considered top two player at that age. So when you take into consideration age, when you take into consideration consistency and still the crazy numbers that LeBron puts up and the records he might beat, he might be the leading scorer of all time. We have to give it time. Kawhi's not going to do that. But again, people don't look at LeBron and see him as a scorer, but he's probably going to be the leading scorer of all time, which shows. That shows that LeBron's been doubted his whole career, even though he's still, in my opinion, I think he's the greatest of all time, but that's a discussion for another episode. But... When you have a player like that and his main ability isn't even scoring and he's going to be the leading scorer of all time, that shows the talent that LeBron is. And that shows what he can do. And at 35, easily the greatest player in the league and will probably be for the next two to three years. I respectfully disagree with you. I'll keep Kawhi at number one. Um, LeBron, I mean, I have LeBron second on my list. I'll just go through my list real quick. I have Kawhi at one. Like I said, best two-way player in the game. Probably probably a top-five scorer in the game. Um, like I said, post moves, getting to the rim from the free-throw line, from the three-point line, just really efficient, very good shot selection, just a really, really, really talented player. LeBron, um, best playmaker in the league. Um, him and CP, definitely two best play- playmakers in the league. LeBron. LeBron definitely has that edge. Um, he's still one of the better scorers in the league. When he turns it on defensively, he's still a very, very capable defender. Um, like I have James at three. James, best one-on-one player in, in the game. In my opinion, he's the best scorer in the game. Just nothing, like I said, nothing that he can't do on the court. He could shoot the mid-range. He could shoot it from three. He could get four-point plays. Um, he gets fouled. He gets fouled consistently. Going, going to the rim because he's just smart on how to take contact, contact and how to absorb it. Um, he's just a magician on, on the offensive side of the ball. So I have him at four. KD, same same thing. Um, he he's probably score, scores the ball more effortlessly than than James. On the he doesn't have to he doesn't have to dribble as much. 
Um, he's he's probably a better shooter than James. Um, uh, I don't think he shoots be- shoots it better from three. Um, I don't think he's as strong as James, strong as James, and uh, that's why I have him behind James. I mean, if you're comparing them as defenders, I don't, I both I don't think either one of them are really good defenders. Durant edges him out a little bit, but I think James right now is a much better scorer. Uh, Steph, like I said, dangerous all around the floor. His ability to impact the game without the ball on the offensive side is crucial to his team's success. Uh, Giannis, same same thing. He could play off the ball. He does. He's not ball dominant. Um, he spreads the ball around. His guys, his role players, all all get a good amount of shots per game. Um, and he's uh, he's the the head of that defense for sure. Um, I also think uh, Boone Holzer is really taking his game to another level. AD, um, I have AD at um, at seven because I saw him play with a lot of talent in New Orleans that last season when when they had when that team had Rondo and they had they had Miritich and they had Drew Holiday and um, they had Demarcus Cousins for a lot of that that seat that season and they weren't even a top six seed in the West. So I I don't I don't think. He makes players around him as good as the top guys do, but you can't deny his scoring ability and his uh, his um, his greatness on the defensive side of the ball. Same with Embiid, um, great scorer in the post, great defender. They're they're two similar players. eighty um, has been more consistent, um, and then Lillard, similar to Steph, moving out the ball, really good shooter. Um, Really underrated quickness, um, just a deadly scorer, one of the top five scorers in the game, top six scorers um, in the game. And then Butler, very good two-way player, um, very good handle, very efficient scorer, um, very good off-ball. So that's that's who I have in my top ten. I don't I don't disagree with you on the players you have. I understand why you got you got uh, Joker in there. I understand why you have Luca in there. Um, I like I like my top ten because these are the guys that have their teams uh, in position uh, to contend. I mean, I know Lillard right now. He uh, he's missed he's missed some time this year, so that's why I don't think they're in position uh, to be to be in the playoffs today. But we'll see when the the regular season uh, kicks off again. Um, thank you, everybody, who took the time to um, listen to our podcast. Um, the next episode will be coming out within the next week, so stay tuned for that, and stay safe during Corona.